All right, lead us off, Big Drew. Hey, man. Hey, pony up, Drew. I am ready <laughs> to go, man. Um, you know, it's another episode of South Winds Stoop Stories, and it feels really good to be back. Um, you know, today we're going to talk about two types of people, man, because at the end of the day, man, there's like a billion, I don't even know the stat, but there are billions of people on the earth. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's only two types of people among the billions roaming the planet. Well, who are they, LeDrew? Man, you know, they can be summed up in a lot of different ways, but I like to say there are people who make things happen and people who let things happen. And in those subcategories, we'll talk a lot about different types of people. But the first uh, that will fall in the category of uh, the make things happen, people that make things happen have great self-awareness. And I mean, really self-aware. Aware of their strengths, their weaknesses, their limitations. Aware of the fact that they can't trust themselves. Yeah, aware of how other people perceive them. 100%. And aware of how their behavior is perceived by others in real time. Yes. You know, uh, my favorite quote, uh, I say that a lot, but one of my favorite (laughs) quotes is, if you think you are something you are not, you only deceive yourself. So... You know, I, I remember specifically a time here where I thought I was something I was not. And well, you, and you, elaborate <laughs> on that because we need to hear this. Man, uh, one of the many times you had me feeling salty, telling me to wipe <laughs> that sad look off of my face. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a nice guy. I feel like I have great intentions for others and myself. And I feel like I portray that uh, consistently. And there were uh, there was a leader at this specific time that wasn't aligned with that didn't see the same thing in me that i felt i saw in myself and uh you know truth be told you you informed me that man how that person perceives you is still true even if you don't believe it yeah you're, you're actually deceiving yourself because you think you're something you're not in that person's eyes which minimizes my ability to um you know work alongside yeah, or lead effectively or lead effectively and i got salty mm-hmm yeah, you, I was hot. I remember this, and you were salty for a good minute. I was, man. It was tough for me to mind shift from that one, man. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I was only deceiving myself in that time. So, well, it's funny to. No- it's also really funny to note. Well, it's not even funny. It's just interesting that like we generally are upset when we realize that what we believed was true was actually not true. Yes. Uh, but a great learning experience that's uh, buried deep inside of that. Um, so hopefully you learned a lot from that experience. I did. And at the end of the day, uh, I I think it all stems back from being self-aware that, man, what I know of the truth is minimal. So there's a good chance that I'm going to be wrong. So let's give some examples of self-awareness so people can, um, you know, just identify with what we're talking about. So if you've been the football player on the team or the basketball player on the team or the baseball player on the team and coach just never gave me my shot mm. i'm the dopest out here I matter am. of fact can't nobody fuck with me i'm the best yep. he just holding me down mm. that is someone who is not self-aware Keep and you want to know why that is because coach want to win games too. Coach wants to win the whole ship, and he needs to actually because yes. his job depends on it. One hundred. So you have to rec- uh, if you've been that guy, you have to recognize in that moment the reality was mm. that coach didn't believe in you. 
He didn't yeah. believe that you yeah. gave him the best opportunity to keep his job and to win the game. Yeah, 100%. So whose perception is wrong there? Am I really dope? No. Not as dope as I think I am. Not even, not even close. Because if you were, you wouldn't have to wonder. Yeah. And you wouldn't be on the sideline scheming on why you're not in the game. And in the same way, professionally, if you think you're better than someone else who's higher up. I or, should be running that business. Yeah, man. You know what? They don't know shit. I can't believe they're doing this. You know, the reality is I'm the best out here. And they just haven't seen that for what it is. Yeah, man. It's it, And it's so interesting because the shit happens every day. You know, when, when you are... You know, I've, I've, I've given my value um, presentation everywhere, you know, in a morning meeting inside of Southwind. And whenever the value of anything increases, it's sought after. So I've had the ability and privilege to be a head football coach before. And there were guys whose value was so high, guys like a linebacker. I'm like, hey, Josh, come here, bro. You ready to blow somebody's head off? Yeah, coach. Yes, coach. What do you, what do you need? All right, I'm about to put you on offense real quick. I'm going <laughs> to line you up right by the quarterback. We're on the one-yard line, and I just need you to fuck somebody up. The first person, y'all don't even care who it is, as long as it's on the other team. <laughs> Got it? Yeah, okay, okay. He's so valuable, we just finding stuff. So for all the people saying, coach is hating on me, I should be running that business. If someone's not coming up to you asking, hey, we need you to do this, you might not have ever done it before, but we know what we've seen in you, man, you will excel here. So don't even worry about the fact you've never played office. Just line up here and blow somebody's head off, you know. And lo and behold, he does it. And we score a touchdown. But he's so valuable that they go find him. So if people aren't finding you and you're complaining, then you're not the guy. Because I can tell you this, head coach is always going to find that guy. Yeah, and he always wants to win. Always. You never met a coach in the history of the earth that said, hey, guess what? Today, we're losing. <laughs> today is the yeah. day, baby. Yeah. We lose today. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't exist. No. Hey, hey, Josh, you know what, man? Hey, I need you to bat number two today. Hey, you know, I usually put you in that three hole, you know, but today we need you. No, you know what? Fuck that. I need you. You're, you're starting the lineup. Lead off hitter. You ready to go? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it works. You're not sitting up here wondering, wishing you were doing more. You're you know, actually doing you it. You know, we kind of identified those those the different levels of awareness there. And we talked yeah. about the football analogy and then the professional analogy where, you know, I believe that I'm, you know, I should be doing X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. then everybody else is foolish and I'm the, I'm the I have all the wisdom here. Yeah. Um, so I would, I just want to kind of highlight that and just re, I want to circle back real quick. Because, mm -hmm. uh, because like there's two, like that's arrogance Yes. Overconfidence. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want people that's listening here to think, like, you shouldn't believe that you're the best at something. Because yeah. that's totally not true. But, like, there's things that happen in life that lead you to believe that you're the best. Correct. Okay? So, like, like if you're having success, there may be something that's telling you that you're the best. You, you're winning things. Mm -hmm. You know? You're getting affirmation for great work done. You're being asked to do other things outside of your norm by other people you're being asked to be meant to be a mentor you're getting asked for advice if all of these things are happening you are probably pretty good yes you know and and you have and you have reason to believe that you're worth it uh but it on the contrary like if none of that's happening you still believe you're dope like there's something wrong there 
And then a difference is also there's two sides of awareness. There's that awareness where I believe that I'm the dopest and everybody and nobody's just seeing me for what I actually am. And then there's this other type of awareness where it's like, actually, I am really good and I don't believe that in myself. And that's equally as poor. Uh, There's been several promotions that I've given to people where they've been like, me? You think I can do this? Yeah. And I'm like, damn, do you not see what I'm looking at right here? You got all this stuff. You have charisma. You're enthusiastic. Mm. You do great work. Like, you care for what you're doing and the people that you serve. Like, how could I not put you in this leadership position? They're like, damn, you think I can do it? Yeah. You know, like. That reminds me of, uh, you know, there's two types of people. And there are some people who set everything up to embrace the fall of failure. They try to put some pillow cushions down, a couple blankets mm-hmm. to make the fall not hurt so bad. That's the person like, oh, who, who, me? You think I can lead? You feel like, you know, they, they, they scared find of safety, success. Scared of success. Find safety in the fact that they never tried it. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're spot on with that because they're equally as bad. Um, and, you know, I would say a person who's self aware is only confident in how hard they're willing to work. That's where the confidence comes from. So I'm extremely confident and only in the fact that I'm willing to do what it takes. So if you told me to start running and prepare to run a marathon, because that's what it takes, and you got to be ready by April. All right, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it if that's what you, <laughs> if that's what you said. So I'm confident just that I'm willing to do the work. Yeah, I might, you know, I know I'm not the best. I'm not even close to the best. I'm not the best at anything, but I am willing to work as hard as I physically can. And I have the courage to do what it takes from a mental standpoint as far as the words I project. So, like, I will do it. I will do it to the best of my ability, and I'll get my ass kicked like Rudy Rudiger, and I will get up and play the next play again. And that's what you can count on, you know? So. Yeah, Tyler always says, uh, Tyler, the business partner and president at Southwind, always says, um, one of the biggest skills is, in life is being able to see things for what they actually are. Yeah. And I firmly believe that. And that's just because life kind of gives you guys. There's there's some, like, it disguises itself as something that actually it may not be. Uh, and it's challenging to see. So, like, if you're on the phone, you're like, damn, that might be me. Yeah. Or if you're, you're, you're sitting here listening to the phone, you're like, man, am I not aware? Like, that's okay. Um, and you have to take confidence in knowing that like all the work you're doing, if it's consistently the best in class, you are probably doing a great job. Yeah. You know, like that's how you gauge yourself. You're, you're looking at, we always talk about fair market value. Like yep. what's, if, if, if I'm good and I'm doing this at the top of my, at the top of the level, what would other people in the market rate this work as? You know, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. You know, um, essentially what is your worth yeah and i know that the worker is always and i mean always worth his wages so whatever you earn and whatever you know if you're in the southwind brand or outside of it you get exactly what you deserve and what you're worth you know uh, i would also say that um you know at at the end of the day man tyler's right and it's really really tough to be self-aware and it's a skill and my years in education, I saw it, you know, in the public education sector, there's like, even the teachers are unaware. 
man. And and it's, like, it's, it was a scary. So you have people who are unaware leading, <laughs> you know, so shame on them and the people that are following them. Because if yeah. the blind lead the blind, they both fall into the pit, man. Yeah. And self-awareness, I think that's where it starts. You know, I would say the people that are listening, if they're like, man, am I, am I aware? Here, here's how I know that I have pretty good self-awareness other than that day that you had to put, <laughs> check, <laughs> check me. The person I trust the least is myself. And I know that oftentimes my initial, now I'm getting more self-discipline to where I can trust myself more, but even every time I, I text, I usually, whatever, what I say first is not what needs to be said first mm -hmm. in order for the result to be gotten. Yeah. So I always, and, and this happens all the time, I'll start texting and then I'm like, that's not going to get the result. And then I move the cursor to the beginning. I push space, you know, return, return. And then I type what needs to go first. And then I send the message. Yeah, you're intentional. With I'm intentional, man. I know I can't trust myself. Yeah, because you know? and, and you can't trust yourself through because emotions 100%. drive behavior sometimes. All the time. And a lot of times, your emotions that are driving the behavior, it's the wrong behavior it's yes, driving. exactly. It, it, it's where you find your anger, your yep. sadness, the pain. Mm-hmm. It comes from your emotions or your happiness. Yeah. Or sometimes optimism can be a problem. You know, I've uh, I had a story. Uh, <laughs> so we were starting the You Move Me brand, and I was and I was, um, and this is an awareness thing for me that I wasn't that I hadn't considered at this point in my career. It's like 2011, 2012, and we're starting You Move Me in the corporate office, and we're in Vancouver at the Four Seasons, and we're pre we're presenting to all of these people who just bought. You move me franchises, and we were franchise number one. We helped launch the system, and I was tasked to like give everybody the playbook. You know, we've been running a business for three years and had some success, and we're like really excited about this this deal. And uh, one of the owners of the company was sitting in a room with us, and he said, and he's like, "Okay, like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about what you're going to say and what's going to happen, and do you think it's good and all of this stuff." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, everything's good. It's awesome. Everything's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, I'm really excited. I got it all planned out. Don't even worry about it. I got it. No, no worries. I got everything you need." And he stopped me and he says, "Man, it's really hard for me to trust what you're saying right now because you're so optimistic." He was like, "You know." Uh, you remind me of this uh, this time I was in Jamaica, and the cabin boy kept saying, no worries, man, I got it. And I didn't know really what he meant by that or what he was really willing to do, uh, but he just always said that, and it made me feel uncomfortable because at the end of the day, I really can't have this mess up, and I need to make sure that you're doing what – that you're going to do what, I, what like what's needed to be done here. And I was offended. It offended me because I was like, What? Like, you don't believe me that I have everything planned out? And truth be told, I didn't have everything planned yeah. out. That I had like 95% of it, but that last 5% actually caught me up in the speech when yeah. we were going through a coaching uh, a coaching section about using laws of feedback. And here I am, like, you know, young in a room with all these experienced leaders, and I felt like an asshole. And, like, yeah. I did the wrong thing because – my self-awareness at the point didn't lead me to understand that sometimes I have the ability to be overly optimistic and sometimes it needs pragmatism and I needed to be overly pragmatic yep. in my in my uh, preparation. So like everybody can be guilty of this and I got offended and I still failed and I learned a lot about that and about myself. So then for like two years after that, I was person, I was like, like uh, I, I made it 
I made sure that I was pragmatic in everything I did. And I wanted to be like really direct and like really detailed because like I knew that that was a weakness that I had. Um, and so these things can happen all the time. So that, that, that story is a really good illustration of like how we get caught up in our own bullshit. That everything is okay when sometimes it might not be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say if you don't have someone that you can balance yourself. Well, if you're in Southwind, you do. Because we have a team, and that's what we're here for. Um, but always check yourself first, you know, and, and, and work on that that self-awareness muscle, man, because there are two types of people, people that are victims and people who are victorious. And those who are victims, their self-awareness is they don't have it. <laughs> those who are victorious have high levels uh, of self-awareness. Well, let's give an example of a victim mentality when you're not self-aware of what you're dealing what you know the current state is yeah i have a perfect one i had a one-on-one this morning with someone who felt they could do nothing about it all these things are just happening to me and i prefaced the meeting with the two types of people i said man do you sound like someone who's making things happen or letting things happen guess what mr let things happen well let things happen people become victims yeah Victims to be consumed by life, time. My buddy Change that I met, you know, Change, <laughs> he loves to change things into shitty situations for people who are victims. Time abuses the victim. But man, yeah. if, you, if you're willing to make things happen, you can tell time what to do. Yep. I, and it's funny that you say that because everybody who says, I don't have enough time to do that, uh. is victimizing themselves at this point. Yes. Because guess what they still do? Eat, go to lunch, go home TV. at five o'clock. <laughs> you know, like what yeah. they really meant to say is like, hey, I've got this period of time between about 630 and about 430 that yeah. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And if something needs to be done that's outside that 430 or five o'clock window, I'm uh, not actually willing to do that. Yeah. So that, that like cuts my time off there. So like, yeah, I don't have enough time. Yeah. What? And, but the reality is like you got gobs of time. Man, there's all this extra time from 5 to, to, to midnight that you can still get done what needs to get done. And here's the thing. If it needs to get done, guess what? It needs to get done. Yes. And there's no substitute because if you don't get it done, guess what? You didn't get it done. Yes. You didn't get done what needed to be done, so you failed. And that's just the reality of our situation on a daily basis. It's like, look, there's a day. Everybody has the same 24 hours, but how people work those 24 hours indicates their level of success and so like if i work my 24 hours different than you and like i'm having more success than you you need to evaluate how you utilize your time and sometimes even though i don't want to or even though it's hard i work when i get home yeah and sometimes it's eight o'clock i put the kids to bed and i go again till 10. you know what i would say self-awareness tells me that not only do you work harder than I do, you're more effective than I am as well. And the data would indicate the same. So self-awareness, man, I know that. So then I just study you. All right, I'm going to start figuring out this dude's moves instead of hate on you and, and say, man, I should have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I look at everybody in that way. You know, uh, I was actually having well man it don't even matter man because at, at the end of the day <laughs> there's only two types of people man there's people who get it and people who don't 
man. Let's give the listeners three tips to create self-awareness in their life. First tip, find somebody who will tell you the truth, no matter if it's good or bad, and then ask them questions about how they perceive you. Number two, take a look at how you respond to things and run back your day and say, okay, I was frustrated this morning and this is how I responded. And then recognize, did that response help you get closer to where you wanna go or further from where you wanna go? So evaluate yourself throughout the day. Number three, measure things. Use facts, not feelings, to determine if you actually are who you think you are, Mm. i.e., The best person in this organization or the best person on this team exhibits this statistic. Mm. Do I meet or exceed this statistic or am I below this statistic? Um, Create a scorecard for yourself and then measure your effectiveness compared to somebody who's where you are in life. That's it. So number two, you know, on the number th- that, that actionable, use that data that you're talking about. So if you think you're dope, like evaluate that situation and then what did the data say about you in that situation? Did the result happen? If not, you're not dope. Yeah, because if our so, feelings, when it, co- when it comes to us, our feelings always get involved. Yeah. That's why when Buddy told me uh, I was too optimistic and, and re- related, some type of related me to the, the Jamaican... Jamaican. <laughs> I felt I, I felt was, salty about I that. I didn't like it. I, yeah. I I I wanted to be looked at in a different light. I wanted to be looked at in a different light yeah. than that. Yeah. That day you told me I I wasn't leading effectively. I was pissed at you. <laughs> yes. I was hot. I said, man, if you want the CEO, I say something. <laughs> First of many times I got you. I yeah, man. It. So you do those three things, and you get yourself off the stoop. Get the hell off the stoop. Get out of there, man. South.